The following podcast is improvised satire and all characters are fictional. Hello, I'm Dean Ardenfeld. This is the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the corporation. dear listeners. Well, here we are into the summer months. Uh, I hope you're all doing great. I'm hanging in there. Uh, Although if you listened to last week's episode, you know I've been trying to podcast while fighting a bed bug infestation brought on by my estranged father. Other than that, things are peachy. Oh man, this episode is great. First, I spoke with a fashion mogul who's using some very untraditional materials to create cheap, fast fashion for her bargain clothing brand. Then I talked to a girl who practically raised herself on golf courses as a child. Then she taught herself scuba and the rest is history. We did this interview in my studio. I think you're going to love it. And just a quick reminder, we love a five-star review around here, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. All right, let's get into it, shall we? I hope you enjoy this brand new episode of The Corporation. My first guest is the lead fashion designer at Yolanda's Basement, a bargain clothing brand with retail stores and outlets all over America. It's her job to design clothing that's not only attractive and comfortable to wear, but that also follows the fashion trends of low-income people and uses inexpensive materials that can be found in most overseas manufacturing plants. On weekends, she does skeet shooting at her house in the Hamptons. Please welcome Jenny Dent. Hi, thank you for having me. Hello, Jenny. Wow, you're like the in-house designer for this, like, uh, well, I won't say, like, it's a, lo- it's a low-cost fashion brand, right? Yeah, I think we have to be careful when we say low-cost, you know, because mm. people, everyone's a person, and they all want to dress well, but some people sure. can't afford it. Right. But they don't want to shop at Shein and other, like, fast fashions. So what I do is I r- use recycled items that you can find overseas. And what can you find overseas? Uh, th- I, I don't know. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. So cigarettes um, are actually, wow. they're very um, resourceful. Um, wow. Yeah. So it, it has a bad smell. Sure. But you wash it out and it it's fine. Out. Yeah. So how, how, so I'm assuming you're, you're talking about like you used up cigarettes, like yes. cigarette butts. Yes. There's a lot of those in other countries. Yeah. And what you're saying is that you can uh, repurpose the butts of the cigarettes yes. to form clothing. Yes. There must be a, it must be a factory somewhere that does something incredible with that. Um, I mean, it's mostly the factory workers are smoking all day. No, yes, and we course. encourage that behavior because we don't sure. want people taking breaks. So right, if right, you right. keep smoking, you don't have to, you know, a smoke break is fine, but you can keep working. So it behooves you to bo- to bo- to encourage your employees overseas to smoke, yeah, because then they uh, ha- they make a- they make plenty of cigarette butts that you can then turn into clothing. Well, it's great for energy. It's great for morale to mm. all be smoking cigarettes together. Sure. And then you don't have to eat as much. Calms your nerves. With nicotine. Yeah. If yeah. you're anxious, I mean, right. you just puff away. Interesting. So, I mean, we started out this conversation by you talking about how they don't, people, you know, don't like the idea of buying from like sweatshops overseas. Yeah. But then it does seem like you are in some ways uh, exploiting uh, overseas labor and encouraging them to uh, 
to smoke cancerous cigarettes, um, which I, I, I'm not, this is not a gotcha question. Um, I'm assuming like people is. put you on the spot and, and, and point this stuff out. You're just saying, I'm trying to recycle stuff. I'm trying to create good fashion for, for people who don't have money for it. Uh, and people probably come at you all the time with this sort of argument, right? Um, yeah, but at, at the end of the day, I just want them to all be friends. And, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like a water cooler it banter. Sure. We're all having fun. I mean, I've scrounged some cigarettes, too. I'm a part of the mix. Um, yeah, yeah. I help out. Is Yolanda a person? I wondered that. I have that question in my notes. Oh, you do? Okay. Um, I was wondering, have you met her? No. She's kind of like an infamous, you know, you never have met Betty Crocker. Yolanda, I'm just kind of, she's a being. Yeah, okay. So An every woman fashion Mm. icon. Right. Yeah, well, of course, we've seen her profile on the logo. Oh. Right? Because her profile sort of is the logo. But I always wondered, like a Mrs. Butterworth situation, is that a human, was that based on a human being or is, is this more of a mythical creature? Like, um, She's more of a mythical creature. Okay. We all want to aspire to be like Yolanda. It's like YOLO almost, you know? It's, are people still saying YOLO? I don't know. Are they? Um, You know, uh, the marketing team says no. Okay. I bet, I bet Yolanda was cool because it sounded like YOLO for a few minutes there in the in Maybe the like 10 2000s. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure, Dean, I think. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. So you're, you're, I mean, you can't be only using cigarette butts to create your fashion, no? Um, It's not just that. I think it makes a really cool jacket though. Maybe a nice cargo pant. Really? Do you, you must somehow uh, process these cigarette butts to turn them into some kind of fabric yeah there must be some kind of a um we a like process. the look of it to look like a cigarette jacket oh really okay yeah you so, know you've heard of a cigarette pant yeah. but we're turning that on its head i assume a cigarette pant is just a pant shaped That's like tailored. a cigarette yeah but but what i'm envisioning with the jacket is that you have like glued hundreds and hundreds of cigarette butts to a jacket almost yeah. or formed a weave of a of a million cigarette that's butts that's exactly right yes and it, and what you're saying is that it smells like cigarettes well, which you, makes sense you wash it out do you <laughs> no, dean i guess you obviously <laughs> this doesn't ha- feel like a, a product that can be washed <laughs> <laughs> can can I, you wash a I jacket made like of cigarette butts? <laughs> I'm I'm walking on eggshells in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm not trying. Like I said, I'm not trying to put you on the spot at all. Okay. Yeah, I'm mostly trying to give you a platform to to uh, address the haters. You know. Are there people hating on me? Oh, I, you know what? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't this, know. This feels like a surprise roast, this interview. If oh, I'm so being. sorry. No, <laughs> I, I for sure don't want to roast you or to make you feel put on the spot. Really, I'm just curious and I'm wondering, do you get that kind of criticism? Because it seems like people might criticize you that way. I'm getting it from you right now. No, truly no. Um, it hurts. Okay, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, because, you know, I'm a CEO, but I'm a person. Sure. I think well, sometimes we forget that. I don't have it in my notes that you are a CEO, but oh, that's right. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> but you're <laughs> definitely a person. I'm a girl boss. That's you for are a girl sure. Boss. Yeah. And sure. I'm setting my own hours. Mm. I'm I'm in the thick of it in these. Uh, I wouldn't say sweatshops. I would say manufacturing plants. Sure. Thank yes. you. Because yep. words matter. Of course. Yeah. And um, CEOs matter. Girl bosses matter. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, y- and you being uh, an in-house fashion designer, you must just constantly be looking for, I mean, how do you, how do you follow the trends of uh, low income people? Um, you know, you walk along the streets, you see what people are into. So do y- you're saying that you wander around like poor neighborhoods and you look around and see what people seem to be into? What do we define a poor neighborhood? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're the one who keeps talking about these low-income people. Well, you, you know. seem to have a problem with low-income people no, wanting no, to no. be fashionable. 
I don't is have a there a beef you have that you don't think they deserve not fashion? at all no of course not no no i mean i'm know, not trying to do gotcha no we have to have journalism that. i guess you're doing there i we have to have like we have to have a social strata right if there weren't people at the bottom then there wouldn't be able to be people at the top right oh okay so we're doing trickle down economics now yeah of course. oh yeah, okay yeah. is right. that what you're about here well i'm not about anything that's famously dean ardenfeld is not about anything for himself um oh. i'm really just interested in what you all have to say you oh know? And, okay and then i pretty much just accept it at face value oh okay well yeah. i want to turn it back to you <laughs> oh no one's ever really asked me for an opinion before on on really on your anything. own podcast no no because i mean you know i'm the interviewer like i don't uh, it's not I'm, it's not my job to have opinions oh on things, you so know? you're like yolanda i guess yeah i mean now that i think about it, the corporation logo is a profile of my own um but you know uh Skeet shooting. You have a hobby of skeet shooting in the Hamptons. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a Hamptons house that I share with Billy Joel, famously. You share the house uh, with yes. Billy Joel? Yeah. Like a timeshare or at the same time? Uh, timeshare, but we're also uh, lifelong friends, okay. for sure. Okay. And we both, we like to have a couple drinks and then, you know, you start... Fam- famously, Billy famously, Joel. Famously, maybe, maybe, maybe a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a little too much, yeah. honestly. Wow. But, you know, uh, I just like kind of fell into it, I guess. He showed mm. me the ropes on how to skeet shoot. Wow. And um, I didn't realize Billy Joel was into skeet shooting. Yeah. That, I mean, he never sings about it. So no. people only know what he sings about. Yeah. I mean, when they you know think about piano. your public perception of Billy Joel, it's either he gets drunk and drives into someone's house. That was one time. Or, that was one time. Or it's bottle of red, bottle of white. Right. Like it's, it's the kind of mood you're in tonight. Yeah, exactly. For wow. sure. Do you, do, uh, so you must get to know him a little better when you're out there shooting clay pigeons. Yeah, we talk. We are always smoking cigarettes, obviously. And you, so um, you're, you're contributing to I'm. I mean, I save them. Do you? Put them in a little bag. Um, okay. It seems like for a large fashion brand that has uh, you know stores and outlets all over America, that uh, d- <laughs> that you collecting them one cigarette butt at a time would be an inefficient system. It's very DIY. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's other people in the Hamptons. It's a very like okay. nice part, and yeah. so it does get a little awkward because it's not a big shooting arena yeah no it seems you know do you get the like the neighbors call the call the authorities on you and stuff uh, like once or twice if we were getting a little too rowdy just like mm. shooting up some shots in the air but we're having a yeah. good time right right i mean people never like you can't have fun anymore it seems i, know. You I just mean that's the second amendment rights you should be able to do the that. right to bear arms yeah and, and sh- shoot shoot you know until the, in the, middle the cows come home sure yeah. yeah why why do people have such a problem with that i don't know I do have a heart. I'm picturing you now, and not to return to the cigarette thing, but now it's uh, oh it's my in God. my head. <laughs> you're 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 dressed like a you know like a high powered business uh, exe- executive. You look very fashionable, very chic. Thank you. And I am I can only imagine you g- everywhere you see like a like like an ashtray or a cigarette receptacle outside and stuff. Are you picking through those to grab these cigarette butts to put them in a Ziploc bag to put in your purse to send overseas to the to the not sweatshops? If there's no lipstick clothing? on it, yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So, do people ever stop you when like you're a very attractive, high-powered, well-dressed? Well, thank business, you for saying that, Dean. I appreciate that. With your head in a trash can, picking up <laughs> picking up cigarette butts. <laughs> it has happened. I I will maybe dress down you will, when I'm yeah. doing a recon mission such as that. Gotcha. I'm not going to be wearing my. You know, no. my interview best. No, you're probably going to dress down and then you're going to fit right in with that like lower class of people. Here we go <laughs> again with you mocking the lower class. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mocking them. I'm not. I'm, I'm nope. not getting canceled. And no. I, you know what? I think low income people are just as great. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I love those TV shows where someone pretends to be homeless. That's so funny. Uh, it is hysterical <laughs> because it's funny to laugh. And we know at the end of the day that they're fine. 
Right, right. Yeah. Because they have a home to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Do you ever uh, film yourself doing uh, charitable things? I'm, I gave out cigarettes left and right, for sure. New ones? Or? Uh, new ones, yeah. Okay. And then I tell them, just make sure to mail them to my Hamptons home. Okay. When they're finished, wow! That's with like, the butts, it's like collecting cereal box stops or something. You know, I'm a I'm a woman of the people for sure. Yeah, it does seem like you exist. You know that movie Layer Cake, where the guy exists in every social social strata. You know, it seems like you kind of exist in a lot of different social. I've strata. never seen that movie. When did it? Um, was that a recent movie? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it sounds great. It really is neither here nor there. It's, okay. it's probably a pretty bad <laughs> reference for what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. It came into my head. And I had, like I said, I'm not used to like people uh, putting me on the spot to contribute things to the conversation. Um, you know? Well, I'm sorry. I guess I shouldn't value a man's opinion. Why, why, why do you say that? Because I'm a girl boss. I see. Is that what it means to be a girl boss is to uh, not value any men's opinions? Uh, yeah. It means yeah. like crushing skulls. Yeah. Uh, not listening to men, mocking them maybe openly. Sure. Um, setting your own hours is probably the biggest part of it, though. Gotcha. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Setting your own hours and crushing skulls of men. And crushing skulls. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So we're gonna um, we're gonna get to our next guest here. If you'll stick around, we'll, we'd love to have. I you. would love to stay. That's great. That's great. Well, folks, my second guest today is getting things done under the surface. We're gonna find out what that means. But first, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi everyone, I'm Jenny Dent, the self-proclaimed girl boss and CEO of Yolanda's Basement. When I'm not shooting skeet with Billy Joel in the Hamptons, I'm all up in Yolanda's Basement, getting the best deals on today's biggest fashion trends. We have dresses made out of surgical masks, recycled water bottles, and our piece of resistance, our infamous recycled cigarette butt pants. So come on down to Yolanda's Basement. Is that anything? I'm kind of done. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Jenny Dent from Yolanda's Basement, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest, who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is the personal golf ball diver for John Pimfred Jr., CFO of Hogswood Cooper Media. In that role, she follows Mr. Pimfred from course to course with scuba gear, with the express goal of immediately recovering any of his lucky balls that may end up in the water. In her spare time, she trains neighborhood crows. Please welcome Lynn Pinsgard. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you. Yeah. Um, you know, such an interesting job you have. Most, yeah. uh, a lot of clubs have their own golf ball recovery mm-hmm. staff, but you're a, like a private golf ball recovery expert that just follows yes. this one guy around who's like superstitious about mm-hmm. his golf balls mm-hmm. and you make sure that you are dredging them up from the ponds when they go in there, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I've pretty much trained for this my entire life actually really yes really yes you can't have possibly known when you were learning how to scuba dive that this would be what you'd end up doing or was this like the the only reason i learned how to scuba dive is that so yeah yeah because i went golfing one time and i was like those those ponds look mighty deep and Mm. i was like if i were to jump in yeah. You know, I might not survive unless I had scuba, scuba oh, so, gear. Yeah, so, it, so. So, so what happened was first golf, then yes. the instinct to plunge yourself into a pond, then scuba. Yes, yes. kind huh. of just like a natural instinct. You wanted to go after a ball that you had lost or? Uh, no, no. Um, I'm not really good at golf. I wasn't really playing Okay. I went. I went to the golf course. I see. You know. Yeah. Um, just to kind of scout. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I'm asking this question. Had you ever seen a body of water before you saw the pond at the golf course? 
What? It seems like you were strangely you, drawn to the water. What do you mean by like body of water? Like a lake or an ocean or, you know, some other non-golf no. course water water body. So there's more than ponds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's like uh, whole oceans of water that people usually, you know, scuba dive in. So, but I thought an ocean was just like a bigger pond. Well, you know, in some ways, I suppose it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did you lead some kind of like a sheltered life where this was the first body of water you had ever seen and then you wanted to go into it or? I mean, I don't know about sheltered. I grew up in the woods, but. Okay. So yeah. like landlocked in the woods or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And didn't, you didn't have a beach you went to in the summertime or anything like that? Beach. Beach. I'm getting a blank stare. Yeah. I don't really know what you mean by that. Okay. Cool. Beach. So for someone who is. Uh, very livelihood depends on going underwater. Yeah. You have a real sort of blind spot when it comes to other bodies of water that are non-golf course. I've only ever trained in ponds. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know training programs existed for just like just ponds. Well, I didn't go to a program. Oh, you didn't? You I t- taught myself. Self-taught. Isn't, mm-hmm. that, oh, isn't that exciting? Well, I kind of just found some gear and I was like, I think this is scuba gear. This might be what I need. Okay. And then I was like, okay, you strap it on. Uh-huh. Turn the knob. So <laughs> strap it on, turn the knob. That, yeah, that's, those are the first two steps of scuba, I think. And, you're, and you put on your goggles. I forgot about that. But right. Got to yeah. do that. So how did you get hired by John Pimfred Jr., who famously is one of the very top executives at Hogswood Cooper uh, and probably does a lot of golfing and needed someone to do this? How did, how did that come about? I was kind of lingering around uh, the golf course one day and I saw this older gentleman Mm. you know and I kind of I walked up and I was like oh excuse me sir do you need some assistance and he was like whoa where'd you come from and I was like that pond you didn't happen to like drop a ball in there did you and he was like no but in case I do I think you could help me wow yeah so you pitched yourself I did. To John Pimford Jr. when you were 10 years old. Yeah. And he said yes. Yes. And you've been with him ever since. Mm-hmm. So I told you, I, I've trained my whole life So this, this. older man yeah. took a young 10-year-old girl mm-hmm. and hired him to be uh, his personal scuba assistant. Yeah. What an interesting choice that he made in that moment. Uh, it was a great <laughs> choice. Honestly, and you're, you're happy yeah. with it. You're oh. happy with the relationship. Couldn't. Couldn't be happier. At this point, I'm like his daughter. So I, I guess you'd have to be. I mean, yeah. do you ever go home or was it like r- running away to join the circus at that point in your life? I never looked back. You never looked back. Yeah. So here's this 10 year old, probably in the woods on a golf course, wearing scuba gear, mm-hmm. flip flops out of the woods. The yeah. guy says, where'd you come from? You said, do you want me to get your balls for you, sir? And he hired you for the rest of your life. It's an inspiring story. It yes, really is. I know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Is. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> wow. Incredible. And uh, and you have a hobby of training neighborhood crows. Yes. Uh, well, I guess you don't really have a neighborhood, but you tr- you train crows. Yeah. And how do you do that? Well, just as my own protection, you know, because I don't, I left my my home, my family. I've been yeah. living on the golf course with this guy. <laughs> so you don't like he doesn't like get you a hotel room when he's no, on the road playing different golf he courses. He doesn't realize that I don't really have a place. Oh, and okay. so I I utilize the crows as kind of like protection for myself, okay. you know, cuz yeah. I don't have someone 
uh, taking care of me. It must be difficult to do when you're going from course to course. And when he's, you know, traveling all around the world, if he needs you to come to another course with him, you got to train a whole new batch of crows to protect you. You know, but the thing is crows fly, so they can go to several different courses. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really not I stand corrected. So what do you do? Do you leave shiny things out until they, uh, or do you feed them or? No, I, I lure them in with song. Really? Yeah. Crow song or human song? You really can't tell the difference when I'm singing. Well, this is an audio medium, and I know my listeners would be uh, disappointed if I didn't at least ask. Are yeah. you willing to give us a little sample of your if if you part guys are, crow, part are okay, okay with it? We'd yeah. love that. Okay. Of course, yeah. So I'm just kind of like setting the stage for you, like how it works. Is mm. I usually um, I I find an open field mm-hmm. and kind of just lay back. You know, close my eyes. Close your eyes. Yeah. Deep breath. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's for a minute I thought it sounded more like a cat. And then it was more of a human song and then more of a meditation sort of thing. And I didn't hear any real bird noises, but I am noticing that on the windowsill of my studio right now, of my recording studio, I see, see a crow, crow out there sitting there sort of tapping at the window. So it seems to have worked. Yeah, They Incredible. love it. I mean, yeah. And that's just the beginning, you know. And you just, you're self-taught in all of this. Mm-hmm. You're just sort of a feral child mm-hmm. who, lo- how old are you now? Do you mind if I ask? Well, now I'm about like 16. You're so like 16? <laughs> but it must be hard to keep track of dates and numbers and things. When, when you, you don't, don't have, have a, a calendar. Know, or a family telling you, hey, tomorrow's your birthday or whatever. Yeah. Then you probably I kind of just guess at like the star alignment. Okay. So you're yeah. like 16. Yeah. Wow. So you've been doing this for six years or so. I think. You think. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish you all the success, uh, uh, continued success in the world. Uh, it seems like you're a very self-sufficient, very self-reliant person. I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and, and of course, I want to bring my first guest back in, Jenny, and see if she has any thoughts on this. Uh, Jenny, do you think, you know, could you ever use the services of a self-taught uh, crow handler or scuba enthusiast? Um, what's underneath? Like when you scuba, you see anything good? That oh, could be clothing. Oh, that's a good Swords question. I failed. Clothes? Thanks, Jenny. That's a good question. I'm I failed all about to the ask. Synergy. Don't worry about it. You didn't. Either. You didn't answer my question, but you posed a better question that I haven't yeah. yet asked her. So I appreciate that very much. Thanks. <laughs> so, so Lynn, uh, mm-hmm. do you see anything under there? A lot of golf balls. Okay. Yeah. Do you smoke cigarettes? I have never tried. Could you start? If you show me how, yeah, oh, I could try. I could show you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, this is the kind of low come. Uh, people huh? we're trying to Lo- low-come people that we're trying to <laughs> promote like we're trying to get clothing for oh okay wait what you, well first of all jenny you were making fun of me for uh, i know talking about low-income well i people. just you know i'm starting to feel like the butt of the joke here no oh that's like a pun a on pun the, on the cigarettes, cigarettes which smoking. i do appreciate you're welcome yeah and there is a little bit of a crossover here because it does seem like you know jenny does have like probably some 16 year olds working in her overseas manufacturing setups right with these cigarette jackets uh you both you both are in the sort of like child exploitation game i guess i would say we're on the opposite sides of the coin for sure sure, but um yeah you're looking a little shocked by that lynn uh i just i don't know i i don't see it that way i think i've i've built up my own career for the last six years and uh, i feel like you're kind of diminishing that a little bit okay I'm sorry. No, yeah and that's why i'm saying you should start working at the age of 10 
And I think she's sure. really proving a great point. Thank mm-hmm. you. They yeah, have I mean, tiny hands. It's uh-huh. easier for them to do things. Totally. Like, look, at, she's pulling herself yeah. up by her bootstraps. That's true. Yeah. Thank you. I would love to work for you with, uh, I, you know, if you need help designing a new. Well, we could find something maybe on behind the scenes. Um, more. Um, okay. Like, yeah. am I going to be bringing her to the banquets? I'm wondering that. I mean, you might bring her to Billy Joel's house. Does he golf? I would love that. He golfs. He has, he has golf. You ever shoot a gun? Stuff? You ever no. skeet? Okay. No. All right. I don't. Do you know who Billy Joel is? I Do you know what music is besides the crows? <laughs> <laughs> no, not the... Maybe you could take her to Montauk and show her the actual ocean. Wouldn't that be exciting? I would love that. You've only been in ponds. Yeah. Okay. The ocean's saltier. It's salty. Who puts salt in the water? <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. I just don't know if we have time. <laughs> Okay. Again, okay. It feels more like you're the host. <gasps> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, we're just. Gonna <laughs> it's because she's we a girl boss. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Just by nature, I am a girl boss, so yeah. I have to take over every situation it. and make it. it about me. I'm very sorry. No, it's uh, almost like you consider me some kind of beta cuck. <laughs> I, I've been holding my tongue, not <laughs> saying the word beta or cuck in this whole conversation. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> That's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. Jenny Dent was played by Katie Dowling, and Lynn Pinsgard was played by Justice Gilbert. Both are hilarious stand-up improv sketch comedians based in Burlington, Vermont, and they're both an absolute delight to play with. You can follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and visit the website at thecorporationpod.com. Please subscribe, review, tell one friend or more about this show. And if you're in the Burlington area, stop by and see a show at Vermont Comedy Club and say hi. See you next week.